Good afternoon and welcome to So What's Been Happening This Week. Um, it's been a big week, they say, big week in football and a big week in general. Um, here we are in uh, mid-Melbourne, still in lockdown mode um, for another couple of weeks. It's been an interesting uh, couple of weeks, no doubt. Um, just want to give a quick plug to a good mate of mine who, out of isolation, has got, got together and put together um, some live streaming gigs uh, uniquely at the back of his EJ Holden. So here we go for a little quick pump tonight at 8.30. Good mate, David Cosma. Check it out on Facebook Live. And uh, I'm sure you won't uh, you won't be disappointed. He's got a couple of great guests. So jump on and uh, and check it out. So without uh, further ado, bring up a good mate of mine, Mr. Glenn Curran. How are we, Glenn? How are you, mate? How's your week been? Yeah, very good, mate. Um, I can't really complain. I'm obviously in, uh, still in lockup, but uh, still got a job. Um, still happy and get to go for a walk for two hours a day now. So can't yeah. be can't be too disappointed with that, can you? No, it gives an opportunity to get out, a bit of fresh air, especially with the weather now. As much as we are in lockdown, weather's good, so that makes you feel a little bit better. And from the signs that I've seen on the news the last couple of days the number of cases seems to be dropping and heading in the right direction. So that's a good thing. You, you take the good stuff out of that. Focus Absolutely. on the good number. Absolutely. 14, I believe, today. So hopefully uh, we can keep that number under 20 or under 50. And uh, if that can happen, obviously our 14-day average, we can start to open the doors soon. Um, there's been a lot of people struggling, so just a shout-out to anyone. Uh, that's what this whole concept's about. Uh, we this was all founded on just going for a walk one day and having a chat and finding out uh, what our mates were doing or asking questions of what our mates were doing and we thought we'd uh, we'd get together and jump on Facebook and have a chat um, and see who jumps on and has their chat. Um, feel free to drop us a message, say hello. Um, we're we're here for anyone. Give us a call. Um, please send us a message. Give us a shout out. Whatever you like to do, um, Glenn. I know you're there for a lot of mates um, and people look forward to uh, having a chat, no doubt, and that can help. Yeah, look, and as you and I spoke about a couple of times and obviously with, with um, Berkey will be on a little bit later, as blokes especially, we don't like to talk about things that are difficult to talk about, so this gives us a bit of forward to talk about things in general, but the heart of the matter is to sort of get blokes talking about all parts of their life especially in lockdown where they can't do what they normally are allowed to do in their normal day-to-day running of their life, so to speak. So that's the, that was the main idea behind getting this up and about. Week two, and as I said, the world's our oyster a bit as to where we go with it. Absolutely. I mean, we've done it. We've done a fair bit to put together. This is our second show. Um, we started as a first chat to see uh, how we went and just thought test the market or test the water, so to speak, and we've had some great feedback, which has been good from different people. Um, people want to jump on and have a chat. So we'll, we'll cover a way, range of topics in the next few weeks. Um, obviously, we may not be able to do this every week once isolation kind of breaks for us as we get back to some sort of normality. But I'd like to at least at that point try and try and set up maybe a, a one once a month or you never know, once every two weeks. But I'd like we've got a bit to chat about in the next few weeks, no doubt, with sport happening. Uh, the AFL finals about to start. I know a big passion of yours is the AFL. Um, cricket's. Cricket's about to go soon, so I know you've got some news on us um, for for football, cricket, and we'll ta- we'll chat about that later. We've also got a special guest coming up, uh, Rusty Brown from Electric Mary, 
Um, glad to say he's a good mate of mine, uh, a music superstar, to be honest, in Australia. Sits a little bit under the radar of some of the superstars, but by no means uh, he's been on a long journey, and he'll talk about that as well. Um, just on just on music, Glenn. You know, one of your one of your favourite bands. What could what could, who's who's in your repertoire? It's funny at the moment. Obviously, doing a bit of walking when we can. We can now get out for a couple of hours a day. Obviously, listening to I've got a I've got a set of AirPods from a birthday just recently, and I'm going back to a bit of the '80s stuff, like a bit of um, the Boss, um, that sort of stuff. Like even things like Def Leppard, those sort of big '80s bands, big hair bands back in the day. As you know, mate, and as Rusty will probably confirm as well when we speak to him, good music doesn't age. So, and then it's, I, I laugh even more, I listen to my oldest son. He listens to very eclectical tastes, like from anything from ACDC to, um, yeah, some of the 80s sort of boy band sort of stuff and Rick Astley, so, which is great. Like, as I said, good music doesn't age. So, look, and I love it all. And, and being Australian, I suppose you tend to align yourself to the Aussie bands, like the great Australian bands, like, as I've mentioned, ACDC, NXS. Bands like that, even listening to the adoptive Aussie bands like Split Ends, Crowded House, Noise Works, which their music's still fantastic to listen to. You've only got to listen to most of the radio stations today. They still have a, a flashback Friday or an 80s weekend and all those songs come out, which when we were growing up, that was that was on your Walkman or your cassette player that you listened to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's interesting you talk about a bit of a diverse range of music there from uh, Rick Astley to ACDC. So it's good to, good to see you cover a bit of a spectrum. I'm, I'm similar myself um, and I'm, it'll be, I'm really interested to hear in Rusty's uh, influences and what he's had in his music and I'm sure they haven't all come from rock. So it's always really good to hear someone's opinion from a, that ends up in a rock genre of what where his loves have been and what his loves are next. And, and that's quite common. Um, uh, you know, I... I've seen some uh, plenty of bands in my time, and and it's interesting to hear some of the influences of where the bands come from. So, um, good art, Aussie artist Mick Clears jumped on. Say good day. So, uh, great to hear yeah. Mick. You you believe it's a good concept, and absolutely it is. Um, our, our as I mentioned before, we we aim to jump on and literally have a chat about guys, um, guys and girls, and find out what's happening in each other's lives. And you never know; someone might just be there at some time to uh, to be able to. Um, you know, capture capture something you said, and it might just trigger something to in the mind. To most importantly, to say, you know what, I'm similar to this, or I can resonate with these guys, or you know what, I'm struggling a bit, but it's good to have an outlet and good to listen to someone else, a different angle for once. So um, that was kind of the main reason for the show. So it's uh, we hope it we hope we can do this for a bit longer. It's it's probably it's come a little bit late in the in the lockup mode for us, but um, it's been uh, what four months. In the making, this lockup, uh, lockdown, uh, obviously for our safety, but hopefully we can get back out there soon, and and all the pubs and clubs and cafes and everywhere else can really do the same as well. Because I'm really feeling for the musos, um, and I'm also feeling for the cafes, even though they're allowed to do takeaway. Thank God there's still takeaway coffees in Melbourne, or else Melbourne would be completely shut down with no petrol. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to uh, to get the world back up and going soon. Look, the, the interesting thing too, just listening to, look, it's hard to listen to Dan's sort of weekly updates, for want of a better word, because it, he's trying to do the best he can without getting in political things. But 
from the discussion we're having now and with Rusty coming on board today to have a chat to us about his musical life and musical journey, Dan Andrews did mention today in his press conference that one of the focuses that they were going to talk about was doing something for that local music industry. Because as he said, Melbourne is considered, obviously it's the coffee capital, but it's also considered to be the bit of the live music capital of Australia as well. So I think it's fantastic that he as a Premier can see that as well. So that's got to be, that's definitely um, a rainbow in the sort of dark clouds that we've had for three to four months. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I really, I really hope that can happen. Obviously, the first step is to try and try and get big artists here again. But I really think it's a unique chance to support local artists now, and especially upcoming talent. And I'd love to see a lot of money thrown at that. And hopefully, that can happen over time. I hope it's not too big a hurdle for artists to apply for all these grants and all these things. That that becomes a a big hurdle sometimes. And and the uh, and you hope they can hand out a hand out a bit of money a little bit quicker to kickstart some of these um, careers and keep careers going more importantly. I know live venues are going to be cut back a lot, so it's going to be really hard to get a gig inside a venue these days. Because that, that's the toughest thing, because if you speak to a lot of your professional musicians, and I mean this with the greatest respect, but in that sort of under the mainstream sort of thing, like your local play at a pub, play at a little cafe, that sort of thing, that's it starts out, starts off as their livelihood, but they need to fall back on if they've got a degree or something, because as you said, the money's not there. Throw in the COVID situation and the situation's amplified, pardon the pun, even more so. Whereas yeah, absolutely. the fallback one's I, gone and, and the hobby one's severely impacted as well. Absolutely. Look, I'm, I'm lucky to still ha have a job, uh, still being paid. Um, obviously, with some with some uh, government assistance there, which has been great, uh, helps keep our business alive. But there's no doubt the magic word at the moment is pivot. And if you're a business that hasn't been able to pivot, um, you're probably out of business, to be honest, because obviously all the all the cafes, all the pubs have been able to try and move on as quick as they can, or at least get some business. And the way they've done that is through takeaway business, um, which they more than likely haven't done before in a lot of instances. So. Um, look, it was hard in that first four weeks, but hopefully um, everyone can still support that. And I know that gets a little bit harder to do. Um, it's easy to make a coffee at home or or work out how you're going to save a couple extra bucks. But please get out there and support the local coffee shop, the local pub. Uh, pay it forward, so to speak. We love the keywords. Um, we'd love to be able to get everyone up and going. Unfortunately, not everyone. The reality is, Glenn, not everyone's going to survive this as far as um, a venue and a pub. We just hope we can get all the people through first because obviously mental health um, and those battles are, are definitely one one um, side effect of this lockdown process. And, and that's the hardest thing. And like you, as it stands today, I'm luckily fully employed. The biggest thing that people I tend to for, I think tend to forget in this situation is, yes, we all need money to pay bills, buy food. That's a given. But unless you're not in a good place mentally and physically yourself, you can't perform the basic tasks, whether it's working, providing for your family, looking after yourself even. So that's, it's almost like we're learning to crawl before we can walk again. Like you see, and, and I understand the politicians have to make their statements about economic impact and that sort of stuff, and that's fine, but let's worry about that when that happens in a way. Let's get the people who are going to make the economic impact better Let's get them right first. So yeah, short, term, short term 
paying long-term gain. And, mate, as I said to you on a couple of, look, last week, and I'll say it again, and I'll, and I'll probably say it many times during the podcast, you put, I put life back in a sport. I played a lot of footy, coached a lot of footy, and, and worked for 10 years in a sort of like a teaching sort of role. Life is like that all the time. It's you get many opportunities, many opportunity, many times to make choices. You control the choices you make, and when you realise that, you realise how empowered you can be. That's right. Yep. Look, some of the no doubt, some of the best, the best uh, words of advice have come through lyrics of songs, um, oh, and that's yeah. definitely one thing I've I've really resonated with during this lockdown period. I've found bands that I probably didn't listen to enough. Um, when I was growing up and diversified a lot. I've also found gigs through um, online platforms, um, which has been good in lockup. Some of the quality is not always awesome, but the fact that they're even doing it, I pay homage to those artists to still be able to get out there and do that. Um, yes, it can. It can not always be the ultimate um, presentation and neither is this podcast, but it's all about us, us just getting in, up there and having a chat. So um, I'd like to bring on a good mate, another mate of ours, uh, Mr. Mark Burke. Ergie, how are we? Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Strangely no enough, a couple of uh, technical issues on our on our front. Well, not, oh, that's <laughs> I'm not right. a technically minded person out there, so thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That's all right. No problem at all. Um, How's your week been, Berkey? Yeah, going okay, thanks, Glenn. You're doing okay at the moment. We're, um, yeah, we've got a bit, bit on, so that's nice. Got a bit more work on, so that's that's always a good thing. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's been a bit of a pickup this week, so yeah, happy with that. I've been listening oh. to you guys. You're right on the money there too, Glenn. What you were saying about making your decisions, um, yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's it, you can really affect people's lives just being by being kind and being nice instead of listening to the rubbish that's going on around, especially on Facebook and these sort of things. So, well, onwards and upwards, lads. It's the classic thing. Like I've, I've had people say to me many times, and until you actually you can hear things, but actually listen to things. And, and when someone actually says to you, it takes more energy to frown than it does to smile, like, like little point. things like that. Like, so yeah. when you see people in the street, obviously I don't get up to your way much at the moment, Kalisa, but when Aaron <laughs> walks around here, it's amazing how many people get a just to get a back. That's all you need. Don't yeah. need to have a 10 minute yeah. conversation, get a whatever. And if you do stop, and we can still, um, yeah. And it's amazing. Just through a, through a mask, you can still get a smile out. You can still yeah, there's still smile in those eyes for sure. So it's, it's good to see. Uh, it's amazing. A little bit of a wave and a, and a hello can can help change someone's day for sure. And, and as you said, Berkey, when you listen to Aaron and I speak before, until you actually speak to someone, doesn't matter whether it's man, woman, or child, you realise. Hang on a minute. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. That bloke over there, he's having the same sort of situation. That family's having the same issues we're having. When you speak and talk about it, yep. Hang on a minute. Together, let's have a common goal. Hang on, common solution. Oh, I, I had a, a mate just a just a quick one, lads. I had a mate calling today, uh, and he was going to bring his wife over, and they said he had a real drama. La <laughs> they had a drama last night, and they're not talking today. And you just think it's the same everywhere. I, as soon as you come in, I said, "Oh, this doesn't look great." I said, I hope everything's all right. And he said, well, we're just, because it's I say everyone's up on top of each other. I said, it's happening everywhere. Just just be kind, talk it out, and you'll get through it. But it's really tough. It's really tough for a lot of us, so a lot of people out there. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Um, we're all pretty lucky. I think the three of us are pretty lucky we're uh, in that situation. But there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of pressure on at the moment. So 
Yeah. Absolutely. It's good to see, uh, good to see a mate of yours, Berkey, jump on. Mick Clear said to say g'day. And uh, it's an interesting point he made just here um, talking about, I was talking about funds and, and the government trying to push funds into music. Um, mm. And he talks about hopefully we can create opportunities in recording studios, uh, songwriting and video clips and everything, where a lot of bands and artists don't get to have that kind of money to finish the package sometimes. They can be amazing yep. artists, but they never get a chance to finish the package. So hopefully, as I mentioned, this grant process or this um, application you've got to do to try and get money, hopefully it's not too difficult for a lot of people. But I'm, I'm sure they the, the red tape around it. Least, yeah. That's right. Um, so, look, uh, that's probably no better intro um, to uh, a great friend of mine, um, for a guy you guys have met, um, a superstar in the industry, in my opinion, um, but I'm obviously biased. But I know he's he's more than just a um, Aussie local musician to me and to a lot of people. And without further ado, ado this is uh, the great Rusty Brown. Rusty, how are we? Hey, how you going? Yeah, here's Great my brand new. Uh, I turned 60 years of age last uh, September the 8th, and I got this for my birthday. You're a lucky Thanks, man. family. Yeah, very lucky. Thanks to uh, Breddy putting the idea into my family's head, and they went forth and made one. Look at me, God, look at me beard. It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved well, it off at the start of my Take one off, so. Uh... Oh. No, no, don't take it off. Beards are in. <laughs> I live in Ned Kelly country anyway. Because <laughs> um, I'm pretty fairly skinned and even my hair's pretty fair, I, I attempted to grow a moustache last November and, yeah, that didn't go super well. I'll, I'll have another go this year, but the family have sort of said probably just make the donation at the start as opposed to trying to grow a mow and I'll be no chance for a beard either. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. Rusty, um. Obviously, thanks for coming on, mate. It's great to no have problem. you on. And obviously, episode two, I'm pretty honoured to have a, a superstar like yourself. I know you're a super modest guy, um, but I'm caught, lucky to call you a friend. Um, and also, just a chance to really chat about musicians and really what's happening in, in isolation, um, in lockup. I suppose it's a very different world to what you're used to right now. Um, I know you're, you're a man about town and you like to get out and have a chat to people. You're always busy. You're always writing songs. I'm sure you've been put back, put back in a booth, so to speak, at home now, and and a lot to talk about and a lot to think about. So, what's a what's a day or a week look like like in the life of uh, Rusty Brown right now? Okay, well, look, honestly, I believe that. Um, yeah, this is not going to be good for everyone, but actually, isolation is good for me because. I've realized that maybe I was just going along to get along and I just did week in, week out, day in, day out, just did the same things all the time because that's what I did. And, um, you know, since this has all started, I've done um, a small business course, a couple of social media courses. I did a um, – I'm about th uh, three sessions into a recording course uh, I even did an AFL level one coaching course online. Um, I've done a lot of stuff. I've written a lot of bits of songs and I've finally got a, um, a Pro Tool set up now so I can actually write songs, which I did last night, went to bed. At, well, it wasn't last night. It was 4 a.m. this morning. So if I look a bit weary, <laughs> mm, 
You're not yeah, alone so there. We're, it's we actually are, been good. Again, love, love. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Rusty. It's a, it's a big coup for us, having an artist such as yourself come on board no and wish as well. Uh, I'll tell a little story. First, I, I knew a guy, uh, Mark, years and years ago that played keyboards in a band and we had a chat about who's going to get a band together. And uh, he said, oh, I've got uh, I've got this ace guitar, uh, ace bass player. He's got a great voice. He rips it up. He's wait till you hear his falsetto. And, and I said, oh, yeah, friend, he's a good-looking dude. You know, he's a, he's a killer out there. And, and he goes, oh, fantastic, mate. It's great. And he said, yeah, and I've got um, Mick Peeling from the Stars on vocals. And I've got Billy Miller from the Ferrets playing as well. And I said, yeah, of course you have, Mark. And, and bugger me if it all came together. We used to go and see you guys in a band called The Spaniards. So yeah, Mark Manic meeting with Rusty and you know that hero worship thing, seeing him belting out, uh, belting out. Have you got anything there, Aaron? Back in the day? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on, back to back that up. It just happens to be. <laughs> but, uh, we've got a little snippet here. Hey, we'll be prepared for. What a yeah. well, well, well. in yeah. all his glory. <laughs> And looking very good too, Rusty. You haven't aged a bit, mate. <laughs> I was uh, I was about uh, twenty four then, I think. I still stay in touch with uh, Mick and Mark Manick. Is that that's who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's who's now a, a award winning novelist? Yeah. Uh, Can you tell um, us how that came about, Rusty? How that that band came together? Actually, I was a late entry into that band they'd already started um they had another couple of good bass player and a drummer and then um i i mentioned to a guy who was uh, um named bill thal I, I don't know if he's alive unfortunately now but he used to um run an agency in um out of melbourne and uh he said look these guys are looking for a bass player if you want to you know, have a go. And I said no at the start. <laughs> and then they rehearsed in um, Preston and I lived around a corner in Thornbury and they rang and said, look, um, can you just come down in a couple of, I think it was a couple of days and have a go. And I just went, oh yeah, okay. Um, and away I went, uh, just absolutely loved it because these guys were people I used to watch on countdown and stuff. Billy, <laughs> Miller with the ferrets and Mick Peeling with the stars. And, um, you know, to be in the same room as them, it was pretty amazing. Uh, great guys. Uh, we, we did have a little bit of a Beatles period there where I didn't get along with everybody because <laughs> I was a bit of an egomaniac when I was, um, well, I still am, but, yeah, when I was a youngster, I didn't quite work out you know, my path and, and my part in that band. And I started to get ahead of myself and uh, that's all right. I got put back into place and I learnt those things. Um, but uh, still. What was that, Rusty? You, but you had that voice. You had that, um, I always, we always wondered how it was going to fit in having those two guys, like legends in the Australian music industry and then having you come in because your voice would just kill, you know, and when you were, when you're doing those, um, you know, and what can I do and all that sort of stuff? We're just going, oh, my mm. God, this guy kills that voice. We just always yeah. wondered how it could fit in, so, yeah. I, di I didn't – when I first joined, though, I didn't care about that because I've always, mm. I always had my own bands. And this time I just wanted to play. 
and be in a band and learn stuff and that. Um, so singing, it didn't bother me. I ended up singing a couple of songs in the end anyway, but I was happy to do it. I learned a lot and, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes, but absolutely helped me in, you know, what I, what I do now. I even saved their lives one day. Um, I, can't, I can't remember where we were coming from, but I was driving in one of the very first Tarragos and the guitarist had drunk a, like a whole bottle of vodka and just reached over and grabbed the steering wheel while we were driving down the freeway and just pulled it. And, yeah, it was mad, mad. Yeah. Rusty, I'll, just, I'll ask you a couple of questions. Obviously, I've seen you not live, but heard your music and, mate, very talented. And it's, look, as a non-musician, it's I love watching people who are so good at their craft. So I, I, I really enjoyed the work that I've seen you do. Just a couple of quick ones for me. Who would be your sort of greatest influences? And the second sort of question, obviously, in isolation, you said before it's been really good for you. If we weren't in isolation, would you find you'd go back to what you were doing? playing regularly or would you be doing something else maybe um so in answer to your first question uh the first band i just really fell in love with was deep purple yep. so you know i loved ian gill you know ian gillen and highway star and smoke on the water and all that but yep. um when they got David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes, it really took me into a, another place. And I was an impressionable kid then, so I was probably 14, 15, when I was really starting to thinking about it, you know. Yeah. Um, so Deep Purple always. And I got a chance to play with Coverdale and Glenn Hughes on separate occasions, wow. which is awesome. Um, oh, it was amazing because uh, I actually – emailed forward the tour manager to ask if I could meet David Coverdale and he said no. He said, you know, he's this and he does this and he comes in, he goes home. Anyway, long story short, we did the gig. He watched because I saw him side of stage and then he came in our band room and went, shook my hand and said, you know, great show, man. And from that, uh, his keyboard player, Timothy Drury, got us to go to Europe with White Snake. And uh, that's how all the European stuff started because of Timothy. I mean, he didn't have to do that, but uh, he absolutely did. In uh, answer to your second question, um, uh, I would say things have changed for me now. I've actually started a business called yep. Be Inside the Circle where I uh, mentor other musicians and you know, bands, artists. I'm like, uh, I heard you talking footy before. So imagine me as like an assistant coach for your band. So I'm not your manager. I'm not your coach. The idea of it is this. They talk, I listen. Then I talk and they listen. And then we set tasks. And when they have finished the tasks, I we move to the next, um, you know, whatever it is we're going to do. And the big thing I'm trying to talk about to people uh, uh, at the moment, my big buzzword is filter. Because, 
you know, I, I've, I would have definitely, and, and maybe still do. It's the word I said before, getting ahead of yourself. you got to actually understand your level and where you want to go from there. It doesn't, doesn't mean that um, just because you're down here at the moment, you can't be up there because I was that guy down here, you know, sitting on the couch dreaming, gee, I wish I could go to Europe. Now, you know, I'm getting messages where I have to knock back things in Europe because, you know, we can't get it together or not that we can't get together, you know, timing and stuff. Um, So there's definitely an opportunity for everybody to be able to do something. The thing is, it's a belief for me. Um, This is a big word, inspire, of course, but it's actually what I'm trying to do. I want to sit down with you. I want you to walk out of my house or if I'm at your house, you, I leave and you go, yeah, I actually can do that because I'm 60 years old and I've still got heaps of things I'm going to do in, in the band. And, and we don't think about, oh, gee, you're that old, we better retire. We think about how much more we're going to do. And, you know, of course, when I joined the Spaniards, I probably thought I was going to retire at 30 because back in those days, 30 was old. It's it absolutely, absolutely is old. Mate, and people don't think like that. That's interesting, Rusty. Uh, here we are with Be Inside the Circle. And first of yes. all, fantastic logo, mate. I love it. I love the yeah. the, uh, the thoughts behind it. So it's super. Um, now, Be Inside the Circle has it been has it been something that's been on the on the radar or thought process pre COVID, or has COVID uh, forced you to pivot into this? this mentoring process or bring it forward a little bit earlier than maybe than your first thought? Well, as you'd know, as I like talking. <laughs> so I've always talked to musicians, people about this sort of stuff. And then when um, this all happened, of course, yeah, I started thinking, you know what, I actually going to do this for a job. I actually believe that I can do this. Um, there's a, a lot of people out there mentoring now and uh, they've all got something of value and, you know, I just I think it's a great time and I, I've just started now and I'm a lot better at um, starting and finishing. Before I was, I was good at starting but not finishing. Yeah, I think we can all vouch for that. Um, isn't yeah. that an interesting topic about starting? starting something or more importantly finishing and i think there'd be a lot of musicians out there that have had plenty in the in the bank that have started and when when you say started it could be anything from just a riff to a lyric uh now it's the next it's the next challenge to try and pull it together or to some or some artists still have this kind of mentality of it they just leave it there and just let yeah. it let it breathe or let it uh let it evolve or think it's not good enough and now it's time to re rethink a lot of uh, the way you put stuff together, I guess. Well, I, I saw a um, – I was watching a Paul McCartney doco and John Lennon was on and he, one of the things he said was uh, the best piece of advice I gave to George Harrison when he was starting out writing songs was make sure you finish the song. So don't mm. just write a little bit and then go and have, you know, a lunch or go out for a dinner or whatever. Just, like, finish the song. Make make sure you do that, and you can always come back to it. If you if sometimes things aren't great, and I've found I've written probably 
Well, last count, it was 145. So I'm saying 155 now. Bits and pieces. Now, what happens is, though, when I go back to them and I'm not in the same frame of mind I was when I was doing it, I sometimes struggle because I go, oh, what was I thinking then? Like, you know what I mean? So what I've done during COVID, I've actually filmed everything I've done. Mm. So instead of just putting it down on tape and listening, I'm actually watching what I'm doing and how I'm playing stuff and I actually even talk to myself. Yeah, make sure you remember that, you know, this is da-da-da, da-da-da, you know, just – just little reminders. But it's now, like I said earlier. Uh, gets dodgy there, Russ. You start answering yourself. You can ask yourself the questions. When you're answering them as well, that's when it gets a bit dodgy. Uh, <laughs> you want to ask me, so, Russ, sounds really intriguing, the mentoring thing, and that's a great thing. How do people get in contact, and who are you taking on? What sort of people are you taking on? Is it just musicians, or is it every day? Um, well, initially I start out as um, with musicians because – you know, that's that's my forte. I actually thought of delving into um, kids coming up in, in under-18s and maybe a little bit below football because I've just had my son go through, um, through, the, through the NAB Cup and then he joined, he got a contract with North Melbourne VFL, but unfortunately they've disbanded for the next two years. Mm. So he's left... Uh, out out in the cold so I had a great year with him and uh, saw a lot of things that I didn't like saw a lot of things that I didn't understand and I learnt a lot of things that I didn't know so that doesn't mean that I'm the answer but definitely uh, I already just rang a, a mate of mine I know his son's probably going to go to Northern Knights so what I would what I would really like to be for him is just another ear, not to tell him how to play football because that's not my thing. It's just sometimes you just need to talk to somebody else. It's not your dad. It's maybe not your coach or whatever. Footy clubs are a strange place to be, but when they're when you get them right, it can be one of the greatest environments you can be. And that's why I always go back to local footy because – you know, you tour the world in a in a van with five other guys or six other guys, whatever, and you know, things happen, things get said, emotions run high a lot. Um, not on our last tour, it was the greatest tour ever. Where I go back to local footy and just stand there and take a big deep breath and just watch, you know, another passion of mine, football, and watch people play football. I, I just, I love it, and it, and it. And it takes me away from the pressure of music. Nobody at local footies saying, oh, yeah, how do you play a G-sharp seventh minor <laughs> diminished, you know? They just go, oh, yeah, heard you went to Europe. Good on you, mate. Mm. I'd be asking the chord question, but that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. And Rusty, which I, which I, which being a footy player and being around a footy club for many years, probably as long as you've probably been in music, the biggest thing you said, and two words that you said were you in spoke then in your mentoring role and also as a father as well, and I'm the father of, I've got two boys, 17 and 12, and my stepdaughter 25. 
the two words you said that really resonate with me are speaking to somebody, but then listening to what someone says and actually hearing what they say. And then, and look, I, I for myself, done a few things in recent times where you listen to what someone says and you'd be amazed, even though, as you said, your wheelhouse is music, by just by your dedication to that, listening and talking to people, how that can then rub off on them in a positive way, whether it's a footballer, yeah. whether it's an author, something like that. And it's, as, as you probably heard Aaron and I speaking before we brought you on the podcast, it's amazing at talking to people how we are all similarly aligned, whether it's a sport, whether it's a passion for music, acting, drama, whatever it might be. And that's the, probably the biggest thing I've learned. And being a coach, I'm, I'm, I'm also a level one AFL coach. I'm just starting a new gig this year. And someone said to me, oh, why would you do it? I love it. And to mm. me, it's not a job. It's a chance for me to impart some sort of knowledge, wisdom, as you said, another voice. Oh, God, I'm knocked out and I'm with my dad at home. Can I chat to you about it? And that's such yeah. an honour. Someone comes here. And so for you with your music, definitely. But, mate, when I saw the work that you, and Aaron mentioned that you're doing with Inside a Circle, mate, that's fantastic. And all plaudits to you for doing it. Yeah, I think it would be good. You know, um, one of the things I found in my last year of coaching, which was 2018, I think I coached the Colts side, um, what became really handy was the telephone. Because I had kids who maybe just said, hello. You know, I'd always ask kids, how's, how's school going? That was a big one. How's school? How's this? Whatever. Oh, yeah. But if I text them, I might get 300 words out of them. I wouldn't get it face to face, but I could go to them through the text and ask the questions and I'd find out more about them. And because, you know, I love coaching and talking, whatever, footy, um, I wasn't a great player, so that that's out of it. I can't actually show anyone. But, um, you know, my responsibility was to, um, you know, I would have kids that might only get one kick during the day. One kick. But tomorrow he goes to school and someone from the opposition is going to school with him and says, you know, you're a dud or you're a this or that. And they may only be joking, but the thing is it plays on people's minds. It played on my mind when I was a kid because all my mates were good. And I went to, I played, <laughs> I don't know if he's probably not listening, but... One day, and there was a guy called Wayne Collier, Doggy Collier. You know, he wasn't much. He kicked 10 on me, though, and it was in the <laughs> local newspaper. There it was. Best. Collier. Goals. 10. And I knew who was on him, me. <laughs> so, you know, I think about that stuff. How do I get you? Like, the kids who can play footy can play footy. They're going to get the ball no matter what I say. But how do I get you, who's only going to have one kick and maybe two tackles, how do I get you to walk off the ground and go, yeah, I did my bit? So, you know, it's the same with music. You just need somebody to say, hey, it's all right. What you actually did today 
the two times you tackled or, you know, whatever, it's awesome, man. It, it's a huge help to us. And I would bring that up at training as well, you know, bringing people in, you know, not trying to embarrass them, but saying, hey, you know, everyone, if I, if I, if you said to a kid, okay, tell me who you reckon's no good in your side, I'll guarantee you that they'll, if they wanted to, because they're kids, you know, they'd name eight or nine. And then I would say, okay, well, on Sunday, those eight or nine won't be on the ground with you. Let's see how well you go. It's, yeah, you're running it's, a team. Yeah. it's a team Absolutely. effort and bands are team efforts. You know, when we go on tour, me and Al do the driving. Pete does the navigation. Um, Brady sets up uh, merch and stuff. And, and um, what does Spider do? Spider does a little bit of everything. But he carries a drum. He's got the worst <laughs> job in the world. He exactly. has to set up and unpack those drums every freaking time he plays. But, you know, we yeah. all have, have a, a job to do. And, well, you know, that's area. how we get through. Sorry, Russ. Sorry to interrupt there, mate. That's, that's a great message. Looking forward to hearing what happens from there. But can we go back and uh, just tell us what's happening with Electric Mary and what the future holds for the guys, you and the guys? Well, we started recording some new songs and obviously it, they all got chopped on the head because the studio was in Faulkner, which was a, the hub of where yeah. the stage four was. So we couldn't go there. So um, we've all got um, a Pro Tools or, and something similar now, Logic. So we're back to writing and we just all send them out to everyone's house and they do their bit. But we'll be going back in the studio, which also I've started uh, a job at uh, Studio 1B with Stone Records where I'll be um, artist development. So same as mentoring. Um, you know, just sit in with some rehearsals, talk about what they're doing and how they're doing it. Because, you know, it's not just a case of hopping on stage with any band or any person or hopping on a footy field or whatever. They've got other parts of their life mm. that matter, you know, partners, work situations that are bad. For me, for me, music is when I step into the room um, is where... Uh, you know, everything goes away. And I yeah. imagine there's footballers that step on the ground and everything goes away. They just mm -hmm. go and do their thing. Yeah. yeah it's go interesting, down. Rusty. Um, 2004, if I'm not mistaken, Electric Mary kicked off. Um, and it's been a, yeah, we, it's been a big, we went, big journey. Sorry. Yeah, we were You're named. Right, it's been a big journey. In New York in 2003, April the 14th, I went to Jimi Hendrix studio and that was the day I got the name. So, yeah, we really started 204, but the idea started in April the 14th, 2003 in uh, Jimi Hendrix studio in New York. And just on that, uh, obviously, it's a that's a fantastic story in itself. Um, just a little bit, just quickly touch on, uh, on the name Electric Mary and how, how that came about. Well, we were invited to the studio, Jack Jones, Slasher and Thomas, Southern Sons. Um, well, he was invited and he invited me, so I went with him and we just um, were shown through the studio by the um, manager of the studio at the time, which is Mary Campbell, and the studio is called Electric 
Lady Studios, and everybody there is electric somebody. Electric <laughs> Dave, electric Phil, electric Aaron. And she gave me a card and said, you know, make me make sure you stay in touch with me. That's me down the bottom, Electric Mary. And I just went, wow, that's a cool name for a band. And she said, oh, you won't name your band after me. And I'm like, yeah, actually, I'm going to. And then <laughs> it just started, you know. Fantastic. Some great times. Electric Berkey doesn't have the same sort of ring, but uh, I'll run with it for a while. So there we go, Rusty. Uh, <laughs> You, you killed it on the um, on the live stream stuff with the uh, with the Bowie thing last week. We actually went to the show at the corner, the sold out show at the corner. It was phenomenal. Again, you were the star of the show without wing in your pocket. But um, yeah, you killed it that on that show as well. Are Mary going to be doing live streaming stuff, or is it just too difficult? Do you think? Haven't got the same feel. Um, I don't think we'll do any live streaming stuff. Alex lives in Sydney at the moment, so he we can't. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a difficult situation to get us all together. Look, I'm a bit, I'm a bit blah on the uh, live streaming. Um, some people I'll let get away with it and some I watch and just go, oh, my God, why are you doing that? Anyway, it's none of my business. My favourite is Mike Campbell from Tom Petty's band. Um, he does one every day. He pulls out a guitar and he'll say, you know, I wrote Boys of Summer on this guitar and I wrote this, I started this free falling on this guitar, and, I, and it's like, wow. Yeah, I'm yeah, just man. like, my tongue's hanging out going, wow, how good is this guy? And he's he about should, to head with his own band now. Yeah. You should be doing that sort of stuff, you reckon? But anyway, that's just a person. No, I don't. <laughs> I only have this guitar. I've only written one, one song on it. It's called The King of Rock and Roll. When are we going to hear that one, Ross? Uh... I don't think it'll be in our first batch. I think we're gonna we're gonna uh, do things a little bit differently now because people's attention span is not so great for um, us older people. I think we'll have a listen. We'll have a listen to an album from Go to Woe. Yeah. I think the younger generation will just skip. Oh yeah, that didn't grab me. That that that, that. and that, and I always keep that in mind when writing sting said once when he started a label if you don't grab me in the first minute i'll just turn the song off so there's no point keeping the best part of the chorus for the mm. third minute like yeah. you've got to have something's got to grab the attention of of the listener you know whether it's a drum beat or a great riff or a bit of singing who knows so yeah i keep that in mind speaking of Speaking of great riffs, obviously the the new album, Rusty. Um, yeah, there it is, Mother. Um, Thank you. Fantastic, fantastic cover for starters. The you know, I love the cover artwork. Um, let's touch on just that feeling pre gig, and I've always always been interested to ask different mu musicians this: that feeling backstage pre gig. After all this time, is there any still pre show nerves? Um, and then. What's your little repertoire? And and I suppose I bet knowing you, I bet you can't wait to tear the roof off another place as quick as you can. As soon as COVID lifts and you're allowed to get out there with a full full setup again. Yeah, it's funny you should say about nerves. I don't get nervous anymore because I'm the singer in a back, you know, in in front or with with four other guys who are actually 
really good at what they do. So I have no nerves. Even if I'm not singing so well one night, it won't matter to me. I'll just go because I just love it so much. I actually listened to that record yesterday. I listened to my own record driving around the streets up here um, because I haven't heard it for, you know, 10 months or whatever. And um, and I called up Brett and said, you know, you, you should be really proud of this record, man. We, we've done some good things on this, I believe. Um, yeah, but so sorry, going off track then. Free nerves. Um, not really. I don't go outside. I don't go in the room. I don't look outside to see how many people are there. Um, I warm up for probably half an hour, but I warm up during the day as well. So I just hum during the day, which was um, an idea given to me by the great Dale Ryder from Boom Crash Opera. So uh, if you see me in the street and I'm going, you'll know what I'm doing. Um, and then, and then um, you know, the boys have their own thing, to, you know, a couple of beers for them. They just relax. We pretty much know how the show runs. We've had the same um, – not the same set list, but the same way of doing the songs. And then we just interchange songs. So today, if we're going to um, uh, play, say, I don't like the way you make me feel, we might swap that with something that's similar. But there will be definitely certain things that we stay. We always open with Let Me Out. We have done for 10 years. That's yeah. just what it is. We've yeah. tried it in other spots. It doesn't work. And, you know, one time it was at the corner, uh, the ESPY, and we didn't open with it. And I saw, I was in slow motion, I saw this guy nudging his mate. Maybe his mate was a brand-new Electric Mary fan or never seen this before. And he was going like, yeah, watch this, watch this. And we didn't start with Let Me Out, and I saw his whole face drop. And I, and I reckon I knew exactly what he meant, right, because it didn't have the impact. Like, let me out is the thing. That's yeah, yeah. that's how you start. Um, yeah, same with Dick. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely, there's no, no doubt. No doubt. That that starts a show. Now, but I, I just want to go to one clip, Rusty. Um, and it's all about that uh, pre-show pre and a little bit of an intro. So I've got about 30 seconds to play. It's the title first track on the album, the new album. Um, yeah. And I just want to play it and, and ask you a couple of questions after it. Give me love. Yeah. Cool's that. That is a great, great 30 seconds in isolation to get any party started. Now, let yeah. me out to great track, don't get me wrong. But Gimme Love, that is just 
the whole room and you the whole room i feel when i'm at that gig they all just jump in your pocket rusty and you've got them and mm. when you when you get that feeling i'm interested in you as a front man and ever there's no doubt everyone looks at a band and everyone's got a favorite muso or a favorite instrument if you're the you like the drums or whatever and it was must be hard for someone like spider to fit into a, a band that he was the last one in and and now people are kind of watching him but i know you everyone watches no doubt Everyone watches the front man. And there's, I can tell you one thing, and I'm super biased. Rusty, you own it when you're up there. And how, how hard is it to always be on every time you're out there? Um, I love doing it, man. Mm. I love doing it. I, you know, and, and now he's become, can I go back to footy for a sec? He's become a bit of a friend of uh, mine, Boomer Harvey. Like, he's playing local footy, and he started in second division, but he still did all the things that he did for North Melbourne, 426 AFL games, and took them to a ground in Diamond Creek or Mernda or wherever, and still did the same things because he absolutely loves it. And I love music. You get 24 hours in the day, and you play for about an hour and a half. So, you know, I'm buzzing in that time when it comes up to it and that's why i don't really go out i I don't go out in the crowd and i don't like to talk too much before i go on because i'm trying to focus but soon as the band goes out and i walk on i just you know it's it's a moment sometimes i don't want this to sound stupid but (laughs) i know i know this i've heard it i've heard a gasp i've I've heard when I've walked on, not because it's me, well, I've done it when other, I watched Horsehead um, just this year. And when they went on stage, I just went, because, <sighs> you know, we haven't seen him play for 20 years. Mm. And it was a gasp for me of like, you know, this something's going to happen when a band plays. Like, you know, it, it's so, so good, man. And And that's the feeling I love. If anyone said, do you want to be in the studio or do you want to be live? I'll just go live. Straight away, I'll just go live. I want to be live because it's an instant reaction. We sing mm. a song. Hopefully, we play it great. People clap. Bang, we're on to the next one. Sing another song. Bang, we're on to the next one. And that's, yes. you know, that. let's go back to 44 in a second. I always, you know, they say it every week and no one's ever given an answer, but someone kicks a goal and it's just going, yes, and then they go, okay, come off. Why, why, remember when, what would have happened to Ted Hopkins in 1970? He kicked seven goals in the second half. Yeah, don't bring that one up either. Collingwood won the grand final, that shits me as well. Yeah. Do you know, <laughs> no, Carlton won. Yeah, no, but Collingwood would have won. Bloody Hopkins, oh, no. if they had taken him off. Do you know, I, I only, re- I only realised, well, I only found out this year, that he only played one more game after that. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. What a game to play. Oh. It's, it's oh, great man. to hear you talk about your passion. And I, and I can see, as I said here before, the intermingle between your footy and your passion for that. And obviously, you got a passion of music. I actually know a couple of blokes who, who play at North Heidelberg. One of my wife's really good friends, her son, um, Billy Hogan. He plays at North Heidelberg. So oh. I know Billy pretty well. He's one He's of my favourite. Very, very, very good bloke, Billy. Yeah. Just you from your own personal passion of footy obviously you've got a connection to north Heidelberg. 
What about, mm-hmm. like, are you a bit of a Swans man and pretty passionate about them? Is that true? Yeah, I've always been a, um, a South Melbourne slash um, Sydney Swan. When they went there, I followed them. Um, I now have a kid I coach playing for them. So not that it's because of me, but um, I'm very happy with that because I'm, you know, a family friend, Justin McInerney. Um, yeah. He's also a mate of my son's. Um yeah, the Swannies are big for me, but not as big as North Heidelberg. <laughs> North North Heidelberg I've followed since I was, I don't know, eight or ten when you could walk the streets by yourself and just go to a game. And, you know, I've seen a lot of things come and go there. You could be around, you know, huge men and, and just be part of it and, you know, how you going, young fella? And all that. I remember things like that. I remember this. Yeah, and this is a 60-year-old man talking. Um, North Heidelberg had a coach, Kevin Gross. Mm. And um, I was playing. Boy, I think, from memory. Yeah, Collingwood, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he, he was coach of the seniors. And I was playing in the under-18s, which started, I don't know, whatever, 9 o'clock in the morning or something, Saturday morning. And I did something good that day. I don't remember what it was. I might have taken a mark or something. And at quarter time, he came over to me, gave me the pat on the bum and said, keep going, Brownie. Well done, mate. Do you know what? I never forgot that. He passed away a couple of years ago. But that was, that was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the inspiration, but that, just by him saying that to me, just by David Coverdale saying, great show, turn around and walking out. It's all inspiration for me, and I never forgot that. And I always looked at Kevin Gross, and he still came down to club, and I never had great conversations with him, but he always said hello, and I always said hello to him. And I always felt good that, wow, he said hello to me. It's amazing, man, you know. Yeah, it's great feeling. That is good. Yeah. Hey, Ross, I've got one last one for you. Uh, for a, a young musician out there, uh, take it back to the music thing again, and it still relates to film, of course. But what would your what would your main piece of advice be to a, to a young band or a young musician out there looking to um, looking a breakthrough? Well, apparently I stole this, and I did because someone said it to me. But apparently it's a famous saying. We won't tell them, mate. We'll keep it our secret. Yeah, no, that's fine. And I just love this. You don't have to be great to start but you have to start to be great. Mm. And I love that. And I love that. You know, that goes along with, um, I've forgotten forgotten it now. I use that so much. I forgot my other favorite saying. Um, Um, Just just on Electric Mary, um, obviously it's going to be a a slow, um, gradual comeback in relation to not Electric Mary at all. I mean, that, you couldn't have picked the worst time to have this happen because, to me, Electric Mary were absolutely on. And right now, you've now got, which which would have been during this year, um, Under the Southern Stars, which was looking yep. like to be a massive tour for you, um, yep. plus others coming up. And obviously, uh, that's now been rescheduled. Um, th- that's now likely for February, I believe, at this stage. Um, is that right? Yeah, I, I, I spoke to... Um the promo guy the other day, and he said it's. it looks like being the first 
one in Australia for next year of the new type of uh, like environment, the way we're going to do it now, whether it's going to be isolation booths, you know, that you sit in that everyone seems to be doing now. I actually believe that um, uh, outdoor concerts may become bigger here in Australia. I think there'll be more of them um, rather than, look, when I went to see Horsehead at the corner, it was sold out. So absolutely packed. What a great day. I, I stood under the air conditioner just in front of the stage. I coughed for two weeks. I coughed for two weeks. Now, if you're thinking about COVID, if you are uh, coronavirus, you're not going to put yourself in that situation. And I feel like some people might fear that now. I know, I know there's a couple of pubs that are thinking about having two sessions. So you can go to the 8 o'clock one or you can go to the 10 o'clock one. Mm. And, you know, maybe the band's going to have to play for an hour twice. It won't bother them. But do you know what I mean? We're going to yeah. have to work out a new way to do things because as much as people, especially on my Facebook, because we have a lot of musicians, they just want to get back into it. I still fear that some people will just go, yeah, nah. nah, I might just see what happens for a little while. Yeah, and that's totally fair enough too. I personally would. If they said you can go to Europe tomorrow, I would go. Mm. Wow. That's just me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying everyone in our band would do that. <laughs> sadly, <laughs> sadly, it looks like it's going to be a little while before. Sadly, it looks like it's going to be a little while before we get to travel again. Um, so... Um, obviously, you, you, you're talking about going back into the studio, potentially, recording a few yeah. more. Uh, and, I, and I know for a fact that, you know, this album's got so much more to give. Um, yeah. And I, personally, Rusty, I think it's one, it's the best. It's the best Electric Mary album, in my opinion. Um, the band, I think, has been able to talk about other issues that are, that are up, that have happened in your lives. And I think it's not all, it's not all about rock, right? And it's not all about... No. Other, you know, there's. Can you touch on one song that that means means something new to the band that you haven't done before? Well, it's probably it's all right because, um, you know, the lyrics for that song was uh, a lot deeper. I've I've been in a band in another time where we had um, our bass player suicided. And I was the last one to talk to him in the band and said, you know, I'll see you Thursday. He said, yeah, no worries. And the next day, you know, he's not there anymore. So, you know, that's a hard thing to take. That's been like 30 years now. Um, a couple of years ago, I suffered from anxiety and mild depression, but I knew signs. I saw signs and I went straight to the doctors because I've had chats to people about this before. Um, you know, I would go to a supermarket and walk to the door and stop and then do a U-turn and go back out and it didn't make sense. And, and you know, when I went to the doctor, I said, you know, that's just, that's madness. Why would I even do that? And he, he talked me through it and, you know, I got on, um, I took tablets for a, for a while not on them anymore but um yeah and i just started talking about it that was the biggest thing i'll just tell everybody that even if they didn't want to listen <laughs> i told them anyway 
and that's important for me you know even in the are you okay day and all that stuff just not even are you okay whatever um is everything all right there's a whole bunch of things you could say um because people take um people look at life differently we all look at life different we're not all the same people and things affect people in different ways big things don't affect me small things affect me it's amazing that they annoy me and you know i think about them and i struggle with them um but it's all right was a song that you know in the chorus it's all right we'll all be here when you get in meaning you know talk to us and do your thing whatever it is you need to do and when you're ready to think we'll all be here mate we're all still going to be here you know man woman kids whatever you know um and i know that this covid period's not been good for um suicide at all um i've got a couple of people in i, I know in the ambulance industry and you know just on the side they've said it's not good you know it's not good at all and with it's all right it's a positive song though it's not mm. negative in any way it's just saying you know i'm here for you that's all yeah. it is now yeah. i've just got to learn to sing it properly the fact <laughs> you're talking about that's fantastic that's what we touched on at the start of the show today the start of the podcast today but, but mm. the fact that and drawing from your own personal experience that you've got the strength and the courage to talk about it from your own perspective that's the main reason we're doing this so mm. so you've come on today and i'm not done with labeling but as a muso but i can already say like and i've only just got to know you but you've got a passion for music you've got a passion for teaching and listening and helping people so obviously mm. you're having you to do as music but you talk about your footy coaching so mate you're the you're the classic triple threat so it's yeah wonderful to hear your, your views and, and 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 talking mate it's been great i've enjoyed it immensely well talking is important and listening is just as important yeah that's right. that's really you know what i feel because you know you, when someone wants to talk and that's what the, all the great um, interviewers do when their person is talking they don't have to ask questions because they just they just run and so you know when people talk to me even though i talk a lot i make sure that i'm listening to what's being said what's being said not just listening listen to what's being said that's important you know because most sorry most people it's been great thank you yeah no worries no worries just um just one last thing rusty um the title of the album mother yep. i believe wasn't the original or wasn't the working title of the of the album which which later be possibly became a song so what, what can you just give us a quick summary of what happened there you've got me now um <laughs> what was going to be the title of the album so correct me if i'm wrong but was the original was titled as woman yes as a working title yes you are correct you are correct and that was our first single um woman and then um not everyone loved it and 
um, then it became Mother because of the photo. So that's a photo from high up, and it looks like Mother Earth to me. It looks like, you know, um, yeah, that was in a place in Bendigo, actually, at a friend's place. Um, and, you know, let's all, let's, um, let's not beat around the bush, boys. Mothers run families. Fathers might think they do, but they don't really. <laughs> Mothers run families, man. They, everything since when I was a kid, everything was done by my mother, you know, mm. who on. now, unfortunately, friggin' lays in a bed looking up at the ceiling and doesn't know anybody, which is another story. But, yeah, she's totally... She ran everything, the kids to school, the lunches, the breakfast, the dinners, the clothes washed, the things, you know, you just walked about your life without thinking about it. You were already set up. Yep. You just put your clothes on, they were clean, you had something to eat, you didn't pay for it, and you just went and did your thing, you know, back in the day the when you... People, they? Pardon? They're the most special of people. Yeah, in more ways than one. <laughs> so just on just on wrapping up, um, Rusty, I'd like to thank you for coming on with us, um, having yeah, a, being yeah, so yeah. open, having a great chat. Yeah, really the three of us have really appreciated it. Um, I know everyone else that jumps on and sees this after the fact um, will appreciate it. I, I just want to finish, and once again, thank you for your time, and I want to go out with with uh, with that great song in in uh, from that album. Uh, that woman. got renamed, so I want to yeah. finish it with woman. So once again, thanks, Rusty, for your time, and I want to go Thank out with you. this. We'll play this. Cheers, mate. Thanks, See Rusty. you, everyone. Yeah, thanks, thanks Rusty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Well, that would have cleaned the nasal passages out. Fantastic oh, having uh, fantastic oh. getting Rusty on. That was great. Yeah, nothing uh, yeah. nothing like blowing a few cobwebs off, boys. How good was that? <laughs> now, yeah, fantastic. I know you've what a great bloke to have on. I've had a chance to, but how good. Just not only from a music perspective, but just the way he spoke as well. Just fantastic. Yeah. Well, yeah, all I can say to you, Glenn, is get your tickets. Okay, the next yeah, gig yeah. Electric Mary have, I want to see you right up the front, VIP, right <laughs> at Rusty's feet, getting up there, because I can tell you, nothing better. <laughs> they play well above their average. Um, all yeah, those yeah. guys are fantastic, super musicians. I'm biased, but I don't care. I love Rusty. And if you haven't heard of them, electricmary.com, look them up. And also Rusty's mentor pro mentoring program, BeInsideTheCircle.com. It's so much more than a music mentoring program. He's a life coach and he doesn't even know it. What, yeah, yeah. what Rusty says is his life experiences. And it doesn't take much, as he said. A little tap on the bum sometimes or a little thank you. Well done, mate. You're doing a great job. Off you go into the next quarter as you're out there as a coach, footy coach, sport coach, whatever. Mm. It's about being a life coach. And sometimes a smile and a well done is enough for a kid that hasn't had a kick to go and get a kick. And yeah. how much better will he feel because he's done that? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, speaking about knowing your role, like it's knowing your role, playing your role. Like as you said in a band, he feels he doesn't get nervous because he knows, and it's not arrogant. It's just knowing that you know your role. He knows the drummer knows his role, the bass guitarist knows his role, the lead guitarist knows his role. Same in sporting teams. Absolutely. Same in life, we go to work. Same Berkey, as last last thought for the day. Yeah, well, that little bit of arrogance there too. He's always had that, whatever that is. Rusty always had that in spades, you know, standing up on the stage with luminaries like you know, Mick Peeling and Billy Miller, who had so much success. And Rusty was never out of place. He was always the, you could always see him being that man as well. So uh, more power to him. And he was just fantastic. Great, great guest, great artist to have on. Wish he had played that guitar that he had there. He was noodling on. But um, no, just fantastic. And it just what's the appetite to get out and see more music again? It's Killing me sitting here watching stuff come up, but um, I can't wait to get back out there. And anyone that is watching, make sure when things are lifted, you get out and see some music. Yeah, That's all I can say. And you guys, uh, I'll, I'll get out of here now and leave you to it. Wrap up the show. Um, you keep talking about sport and stuff because that's out of my out of my ballpark. So all the best, well, guys. I think Berkey. I think Berkey. Yeah. Uh, quick, just a quick chat, Berkey. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to get you on in the next few weeks again. You're going to start to talk about an album or a new CD you found or a new record, yep. another artist doing something. So I'm going to throw it back in your hands to find me an artist that, that matches Rusty now. Um, okay. we've, we've set a set a big challenge. Look around. There's a few to choose from. I'll get on. Great. So Give what we're going to do is we're going to chat a bit of sport up. next week. We're going to chat a bit of sport next week and we're going to, uh, we might wrap up there, Glenn, and we, we might yeah, have a chat about sport next week. I think it's been a great show to have with Rusty. So uh, let's finish on that and um, let's go and enjoy our Sunday afternoon with our families. And most importantly, get out there and smell a bit of fresh air and uh, enjoy the week, mate. Really good. You too, mate. Great to catch up. Speak Righto, soon. bud. See you later.